I feel like some Zulu dance right now. And uh, that spot right there, um, uh, that's what reminds us of who we are as a people of Africa and uh, reminding me of that movie Shaga and uh, that part. Yeah, you'll see uh, people who spend time not eating um, junk and uh, flipping on uh, their remote control and uh, yeah, I'm growing. And that is Margaret uh, Singane um, saying we are growing higher and higher. And thank you so much once again for connecting with us. Uh, and uh, we're talking disability right now. Uh, what happens when uh, suddenly uh, you get to be told that unfortunately you are uh, no longer going to be able to use some of your limbs, be it it's an accident or a chronic illness that leads you to that? How do you get to a place where you get to accept? Because unfortunately, Unfortunately, uh, some of the conditions as you get diagnosed, it changes your worldview, it changes uh, the way you view yourself and uh, it, it may be difficult to accept. And uh, joining us right now uh, to help us uh, connect with ways of accepting disability is Sipo uh, Retlamvo, who is a director of, uh, he's chairperson of an NPO, uh, Disability Identity and Events, and he is executive for communications uh, for Cricket South Africa as well. Good afternoon and welcome, Mr. Lhambo. Yeah, good afternoon to you, uh, Chris. Thanks for having me and good afternoon to your listeners. It, it, I'm sure it is very difficult for a person who was able-bodied uh, to <coughs> suddenly have to learn new ways of living and uh, connecting to a different kind of ability. Chrisella, it's a daunting uh, experience especially if, if, if you, you were able-bodied and suddenly there is, I don't know whether to call it a transition or what, but suddenly you find yourself confined to disability, be it blindness, be it deafness or, or paraplegic. It is very difficult. I mean, it happened with me. I was depressed for months on end because society actually denigrated me to a lesser citizen. I lost my friends. I lost some of my mm-hmm. family. Even family members would hide me, hiding me away from other activities, society-related, like weddings and so on. Mm-hmm. So you find that each and every member of society takes a different view of you. Mm-hmm. The first thing that you've got to do, or the first thing that you get exposed to, is depression, grief. I can imagine. Don't know how to deal with it. Mm. So I went through that, and I understand the emotions and the psychology of disability. It's not even the physical aspect of disability that is too daunting. Mm. It's the environment that that exposes one to difficulties of disability. What are some of the things that we say um, without unconsciously not being aware that we actually are further deepening you into that depressive mode? The action factor. Oh, Gosiam. How is it action? But God is there. You'll be fine. How is it? What happened to you? Or you just meet a person and the person just puts her head or his hand on, on his mouth. Ha! What happened? Yo. That can be intimidating. But, but what's important is when you, when you, let's say you're going through medical uh, treatment and so on and you, you go on onto this treatment with somebody who is able. People don't talk to you, they talk to him or her. Mm-hmm. If your mind has stopped functioning, that is inducing a sense of depression in you and it diminishes, it diminishes one sense mm-hmm. of worth because then you think that when it was a different person than myself, people would talk to me directly, people would look at me differently. 
But now that I'm in a wheelchair or in a different in a different circumstance, I'm looked at differently. Yeah, what and, I'm trying and to say is the action factor mm. makes things worse. That's why you find people with disabilities are at times secluding themselves from society. And, you know, recoiling into some cocoon and isolating themselves yeah. because they get sick and tired of being isolated by these comments, the action factor, and other factors like but you'll be fine one day. When you can see that this person doesn't really mean it, and it's not even pity, it is some kind of categorization to say, you are different from myself. And how do you then deal with people who would make comments that are really unsavory, people who are obnoxious, and I'm saying this um, because there's no better way of, of describing them. How do you differentiate between a person who's ignorant and a teachable moment. I think I think what 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 is useful is to to keep a brave face and to keep a positive attitude. Mm. To try and educate. If a person say, "But you'll be fine one day," and you you can re- reciprocate and say, "But but you all go through this," yeah. so that you don't isolate yourself to be in a situation. You try to encompass a person to say, "You might be in that situation one day." Mm. So that helps to. To, to sort of bring a person to your situation. If a person says to me, actually, but what happened? I, I usually say, I'm just one person. It would have happened to anybody. It had to happen to me. Yeah, so yeah. that the person appreciates the fact that you do not go out there looking for this sickness or looking for this accident or looking for that. It just came on its own. So while, while, while you try to sort of synthesize people to understanding disability, your positive attitude, your positive demeanor, your 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 right ego sends mm. a message to say you accept your situation because once you are in that situation, the minute you begin to feel sorry for yourself, it will be projected through to the next person. And how do you know um, who's genuinely uh, supportive uh, from a person who is driving a pity party? It is. It is. It is very difficult, but people who are usually supportive won't make passing remarks. Mm. Not always want to keep contact. The the, the fly by night would be those who, who who make that passing comment. But people who are genuinely sympathetic, who are genuinely who genuinely want to be part of, would always come to you to want to offer. Would always come to you to say, "We are going to this place or whatever place it is. Mm. Can you come along with us?" They would want to integrate themselves into your situation. But those who are flat by night would always want to make that passing comment, and it would be the last time they've seen of them, because whatever opportunity that arises, they would try to avoid you. So people who are genuine, who yeah. genuinely want to be part of you, would always come back. But one of the challenges as well, we have a minute to respond to this, uh, is, is the negative self-talk. Uh, because I mean, if I can't get myself out of that mode, that depressive mode, it's it's going to be very difficult for others to help me. Yes, a positive attitude. Be be an ambassador to your situation. Mm. But what I usually say is, I talk about my disability, and I make my disability my my life. So I I don't care in which spaces I am. I advocate disability. I advocate for people to understand the disability. That makes me feel better because then I don't hide myself in a corner and feel sorry for myself. I talk about disability as if it's one other condition that afflict anybody that can afflict anybody any other time. Mm. So that helps. 
to project a positive attitude of yourself, it heals mentally, it heals emotionally, and it helps one to to build that positive attitude towards disability. And that starts with the person. And because of that attitude, you become um, very few people uh, actually identified as their talent and skill and not what they live. And so your communication skills has led you to be spokesperson of able-bodied uh, tournaments. And I guess it's that kind of attitude that's needed. We take um, a news break. Uh, it is the news headlines with Utsile SAFM, setting the nationwide agenda daily. Daily. Yeah, setting the national agenda daily and uh, every hour, every second, 104 to 107 FM nationwide is where you find us. And uh, we're talking disability right now. Uh, Sipo Ritlamvo is joining us um, as a director, chairperson of uh, disability identity and events and uh, joining us to help us. Uh, just well, how do you get to accepting a disability? And I, I guess, Butsipo, uh, this speaks uh, to any other a chronic uh, condition uh, that would lead to a person having to change their way of life? Yes, it does. It's not only physical disability, other disabilities which are not. Uh, I mean, for instance, some people may be suffering from psychological or psychiatric problems or whatever. Mm. The, the, the disability seen or unseen, the acceptance of the disability, the recognition of the disability, the ownership of the disability starts with the person afflicted themselves. Once you get through that point, of course there'll be, as I said earlier, some anxiety, some, some grief about a new dispensation that you've got to contend with. But once you accept that and you project yourself positively outside to the world, that I accept my situation, I cannot change who I am, but I can change the environment that makes my, my condition uncomfortable. Once you go through, you get to that point. That is the first step that you can, that helps you to deal with disability. The people outside, as you said earlier, Chris, correctly so, will only help you deal with your disability if you allow them to. Mm. If you feel sorry for yourself, there's no way they're going to help you. Even the action factor will always evaporate as long as you project a positive attitude. I said, to, to, when, when I was in Grandstown and I wanted to take a bus to to, to Innsbruck, the bus driver said, who, who, do, who am I traveling with? I said, I'm traveling alone because I came alone to the Grandstown Arts Festival. Mm. And he said, but you, you cannot be in this bus. I said, drive home. Drive to, to, to Johannesburg. <laughs> I will follow you. By the time you got to Johannesburg, you are suspended because I know my rights. Yeah. I can be assertive. I know that you cannot discriminate me on the basis of my disability. That's it. If you do that, I will sort you out. So that is what we need to do as people with disability. Once we've gone through the grieving stage, we need to be assertive. We need to be diplomats about our disability. We need to be ambassadors of our disability. And we need to be fair that disability has got a place in society. Mm. Disability, disability is not akin to then moved away from society. Yeah. We belong to this country. We are part of society. Society cannot wish me away. When they said I should not get into a into a, a, a cemetery because it's uncultural for a person in a wheelchair to be driven to a hey, cemetery. Some of, these, that? some of these I said, practices. I'm, there, I'm going to bury my friend 
when I come back, call culture. Yeah. I need to talk to culture. Yes. I need a discussion with this culture. Yes. Because this culture is blinding you to things that you don't even know. When I came back, they had disappeared because culture was not there to explain themselves. What I'm trying to say is as people with disability at times, we are our own worst enemies. Take charge. We are so for ourselves. Yeah. And, and, and we, we envelope ourselves into obscurity. Absolutely. And expect society to accept us the way we are. All right, let's go to Limpopo now and speak to Cabello. Cabello uh, is also um, a, a person living with disability. Cabello, good afternoon and welcome. Good afternoon, how are you? Wonderful, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for calling us. I'm good. I'll speak to your brother there. He's listening. Go ahead, Putam. Yeah. Yes, my brother, I'm an artist, you see. So the, the problem that we have, uh, remember on the 3rd of December, Disability Day, Hello? We're listening, Hello? we're listening. Go uh, ahead. Yes, I'm listening. Mm. Uh, Sorry, Fed of the And mm. around Lepopo, I am. And uh, Pitoria, I stayed in Pitoria also. My home is in Lepopo, but I would have uh, started in Pitoria because I'm, I'm doing an issue that side. There's no disability, there's no way that they just celebrate disability day where we can go as disabled people and perform mm-hmm. to uh, ensure people that we're not disabled. We are physically challenged for, or, we, or, or some they are. They can see. It's not like they are, they are disabled. Yeah. But they don't like the word disabled. We are not disabled. We just challenge with some of the things. Yeah. And and that's why and that's why with this feature we call it this ability because your ability may be different from mine, but it's still an ability. Yeah, because I, I believe everybody's got a disability. Yeah. There's no one who's, who's, who can say I'm a normal person. Everybody's got a disability. Some of them, they don't know their disability, but everyone has a disability. So what I'm saying is uh, the disability day, we, sh- we should teach people about albinism, about people who are wheelchairs, mm. people who are blind. We, that, that, that day on the third, we should use it. Yeah. When, when, there's, when there's a festival for people who are disabled, we should perform. Not they must come and perform for us while we're sitting there. We should show them that we can also do this thing. But you we must also perform. be visible, says Sipo. Um, it's all good and well to call SAFM radio, but we need to know uh, what do you do um, and, and what is your talent as Gabelo? As Gabelo, I'm a singer. Ah, there you go, Cabello. It's just asking <laughs> yes, all those festival people, uh, the festival organizers, that uh, use I'm a, me. I'm a singer. I, I just, uh, I, I'm a very good singer. I, I do any, any kind of music. Jazz, house. I've studied uh, jazz and Unisa. Okay. Yes. So uh, we don't get time to showcase our talent. Yeah. We like, hear like, you. Uh, we hear you. Like, like today, today uh, there's, a, there's a cricket game. I'm in Limpo because they've given tickets for this Zanzi League. They've given tickets, 15 tickets for I can take everyone is able to go to VIP and watch the game. We've got the ticket, but now the problem that we have now is these people, they don't have money. They don't have money for transport. So you see that. Things like that. Those are challenges. Yeah. You face all yeah. right, thank you, thank you very much for taking uh, for for calling us, uh, Gabelo. Thank you for your contribution. And I guess Sipo, it speaks to what you were talking about earlier on that, um, you know, being in that space where you sit and complain and not be visible. Uh, people don't know uh, what your abilities are. I I I usually say that that 
see me before you see my disability. My disability is just part of me. And, 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 and just to come back to this, uh, disability is just an, an internationally um, sanctioned by the, by the World Health Organization, way the term for, 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 the, uh, uh, for the physical appearance of a person or the physicality of a person. So it does, it does not necessarily mean that when I say I'm living with a disability or I am disabled, I'm actually denigrating myself. No. I went to an interview, and when I came, they said, ah, we did not know. I said, you did not know what. What? So, yes. So, <laughs> so, so as we go along, as individuals living with disabilities, we need to start talking about our disability. Gone are the days where we've got to rely on government rely on society and other structures to be talking about our situation. We need to start talking about it. It is it is very often and I'm saying that because I live with a disability, I might get flagged for this. But it is very prevalent that we always want free things because we live with a disability. That Mm. perpetuates the stigma that people with disabilities are lesser citizens. We want free tickets. We want free meals. One suffocates, one free transport. We don't mm. make efforts to say, let's organize this and get somebody to meet us halfway. We need to get out of our little corners and start moving with the time. Yeah. We need to say, we are living with disabilities. Here are our limitations, but this is how far we have gone mm. to meet with this, our disability so that society can understand that while these people try their best, they are limited by one, two, three barriers or, or, or stoppages. So we need to be proactive. We need to be talking to the right people about our condition. We should not expect social development to be, to be our spokespeople. We should not expect SAFM to be our spokespeople. We should be engaging SAFM. to say, give us a platform. We need, we need to be talking about disability. International Disability Day should be just a day. Each and every day towards Disability Day, mm-hmm. January to December, we should be talking about our disability in our spaces, in society, in schools, in churches, in the workplace. That's where the societal attitudes have got to be changed. Yeah. We don't need a big conference, symposia, and workshops to be talking about this. We need to be doing that in our little spaces. My niece knows about disabilities because I teach her mm. about disabilities so that she can teach other people that my uncle is not disabled. My uncle is, can drive a car. My uncle can do this and that. When, when we invest in those little minds, they will, be, they will be spread. What I'm agitating against is that we should feel sorry for ourselves and expect society to feel sorry for ourselves and give us free handouts. That's it. Uh, where do we find you, Potsipo? Um, because I can hear a person who's listening to this conversation thinking, I, I want to be that confident myself. Disability E is my Twitter handler. Um, my email address is sipo at diev.org.za. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, for the person that you are. Thank you for your contribution, positive contribution to society as uh, we change some of these narratives that uh, belittle people.